0: everybody, welcome to Out of Bounds Dylan James right here on JDF Media. We are just a few days away from Conference Championship Weekend. I am joined by none other than Tyler Sorensen, as always. Tyler, how are you doing this evening, sir?
1: Good. Tired. Glad we don't have to talk about my Packers too much, but...
0: Yeah. I mean, some good it, news that came out of the Packers organization it, is that your, the, yeah. your, your foe got fired... I yeah, mean, everyone who's a, a Packers fan got fired this past week. So that's a good thing for you guys.
1: Yeah. That's one of the two check marks that I think all the Packers fans are saying is like, Hey, fire Joe Barry, uh, extend Jordan Love. One of those two is already checked off. So we just need the other one to check off. And then now it's on the draft night and we're all, I'm happy for it. That's good. I mean, before we get into everything,
0: I mean, we can talk about the Packers for just a second. So you you're on the board with Jordan Love being the guy moving forward, sign him to a long-term extension, and just don't worry about the quarterback position for five plus years.
1: Yeah, if we sign the extension to him, it's like and it is like a five year deal. So say he's their quarterback till twenty thirty, unless he completely just drops off a bridge, basically production wise. I think we found our guy. I think our windows open. The only one that I worry about is Aaron Jones. Obviously he was sort of injured throughout the entirety of the season. And then with him coming back and dropping 500 plus yard games in a row to end the season as well as going into the playoffs. I think that's sort of the, the one big question mark production wise that we got to worry about. But again, if Jordan love just doesn't resort back to being a first year starter, I don't want to say it's like rookie mistakes, but it's first year starter mistakes with sort of like that, like mid season, that mid season stretch that we had as long as he keeps on playing. Like, I don't want to say getting like not playing that aggressively, but definitely playing, the sort of style that we've seen him play the the later half of the season, I think we will be fine. So
0: progress instead of regress in this yes. situation for George. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't want a Mac go Jones back to situation. The... Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't become Mac Jones. If he becomes a pumpkin overnight, then I'm gonna be very, very sad. Yeah. We'll see how that goes in New England because it
0: looks like the New England Patriots are probably gonna get pick a quarterback, um, in the first round, which that's all signs are pointing that way. We'll talk more about that in just a little bit, but before we get going, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, JDF media. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitch, Twit, uh, Twitch, kick Twitter, everywhere you find us, we're there, all your podcasting platforms out of bounds, Dylan James, subscribe to us there as well. We truly appreciate All the support there. And also, if you're watching us live, first of all, welcome in. Second, if you want to join in the conversation, get in the chat below. We'd love to get your messages in here, answer your questions you may have going into Conference Championship Weekend. We have a lot of news to talk about tonight as well. Some head coach hirings and some head coach vacancies still out there in the NFL. So we'll be talking about that. Let us know your thoughts on your favorite team's head coaching hire, which I will be Talking about my Titans tonight and talking about the hire they made of Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator from the Bengals tonight as well, because he had an introductory press conference today. I don't know if you tuned into that, Tyler, or not, or you saw any clips from that, but um, very exciting times in Nashville. I can tell you that much. There are a lot of fans that are very, very happy. This is the most uh, consensus pick I've ever seen for the Titans. A- everyone on Titans Twitter, except for, you know, the outliers, there are a few of them that are out there upset about everything in the world. But most of the Titans fans that are on Titans Twitter are very excited about this pick, which sounds like the, the front office did the right thing, picking the right guy. But again, we'll talk more about that in just a little while. So let's get into some of the news. The coaching carousel is still churning. Let's talk about some of the positions that are, still open out there. So as of right now, um the Atlanta Falcons is still open technically. It hasn't been officially think, yeah. announced yet, but Raheem um Raheem Morris, Morris is going to be the head coach there it sounds like in Atlanta. So that was one place that Bill Belichick had only interviewed there up until today and uh looks like he will not be getting that job in Atlanta. It looks like Arthur Blank Was looking for a championship coach in Bill Belichick early on in the process, but some people in the organization talked him out of it, essentially. And sounds like Raheem uh, Morris is going to have a shot there as the head coach. And um, we'll see how he does there in Atlanta because he's had some success, he's had some um, experience in the past. But when he went back to coordinator and came back into the head coaching fold, um, we'll see how he progresses there in Atlanta. Another position that's available still is the Washington commanders, which it sounds like a hire will not be made until after championship weekend, which I think we all kind of figured that was going to happen. Um, Another position that's going to be available currently, the Panthers, I believe is still officially available, but it's not
1: anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's basically like, it's basically said that uh Dave Canales, uh OC of Tampa Bay is gonna be the head coach there. Like it's basically like agreed upon. They just gotta put pen to paper. Same with the Atlanta Falcons. So it's like basically those two are like, yeah, we're we're I'm saying that I'm we have be the, head the guy coach. I will we have the guy. We have our guy, we just gotta put pen to paper, and then it's officially official.
0: Yeah. Seattle Seahawks are still looking for their coach too. Dan Quinn has interviewed I think twice now at this point twice. Uh, Mike Vrabel's interviewed, interviewed still in Seattle as well, but it looks like Dan Quinn is still the front runner for that job.
1: Yeah. I think Dan Quinn is interviewed twice with both the commanders and the Seahawks. So I'd be surprised if we do see him get, we'll go one of there and Ben Johnson probably goes to the other. I think that's probably basically the last dominoes of fall. I wouldn't be surprised if we do see Mike Vrabel in a defensive coordinator position, which if he does come to green Bay, for least if it's for even if it's for a year, I think that could be an amazing feat, especially with how bad our defense has been. But I know that a lot of people are thinking that we can get, um, can't remember his name, but he's he was a DC for Wisconsin for what forever and then went down to Illinois. Um, I think a lot of people are hoping we get him, but if we can get Vrabel on a one-year lease before he goes back to being a head coach somewhere, then I'll take it.
0: That wouldn't be bad. Um, The only bad thing is is Matt LaFleur and him have a history in Tennessee. He was the offensive coordinator there underneath Mike Vrabel. And also, he went out for the head coaching position, Matt Matt LaFleur did, before Mike Vrabel got hired. So Matt LaFleur was there for a year as offensive coordinator, got poached by the Green Bay Packers, your Green Bay Packers um has been the coach there since so I don't know if Mike Vrabel would actually want that if to be underneath the coach that he had had on his staff previously I'm not sure um I probably lean more towards Mike Vrabel probably sitting out for a year just to kind of wait until the perfect opportunity arises maybe next year I think there might there might be some more churn especially Dallas Cowboys that's one position we were looking at Mike McCarthy potentially being a, being ousted there but it sounds like he's getting one more year as a shot to potentially revitalize this Dallas Cowboys team and get them to a Super Bowl. If they don't go to a Super Bowl next year, even if they don't, I mean, I think if they, even if they make it to the conference championship and then they lose in the conference championship next year for the Cowboys, I could still see Mike McCarthy getting fired next year.
1: Oh yeah. Like next year, it's super bust. Yeah. Especially with that amount of talent on that team. Like the only thing you're basically saying is like, yeah, we're, we're going to have uh, Trevon Diggs back. Cause he's going to be back from his torn ACL the only thing you really can talk about being like a weakness for that team now is the running back position, which you're hopefully going to upgrade in this off season. Like maybe some offensive line depth, just making sure you don't lose everybody in free agency. Cause I think a few players are in, hitting free agency so you just worry about that. And it's like, once that happens, like then next year, it's like, yeah, we need to, we need to at least make a Super Bowl. Even if they don't win, I could see Mike McCarthy still keeping his job, but if they don't make it at all, he's he, that next year is his last year, of the deal. So they're just going to be like, yeah, we're, we're not renewing you no matter what.
0: But, I mean, that might be a good thing for Cowboys fans because you have the potential of getting Bill Belichick or Mike Vrabel at that point once that occurs. If both of those coaches do not get hired in this cycle, which it looks more and more likely that's going to be the case this year, then you have two great coaches to pick from, but also you have the pick of the litter of all the other coaches there in the NFL right now, especially uh, coordinators that are out there. It looks like Mike McDonald probably won't get an opportunity this coaching cycle which it's just because of how successful the Ravens have been uh, if, if they get eliminated this weekend who knows maybe he goes somewhere else but I, I I just don't see him getting one of the Seahawks or commanders positions at this point with Ben Johnson and Dan Quinn in the mix for both of those positions both of those jobs so um, there are gonna be some really really good coordinators out there for head coaching positions Bobby Slowick is gonna have another year as a coordinator in Houston see how well he does with C.J. Stroud in his second year. Maybe he has more potential for a head coaching position next year as well. So there's going to be a lot of choices next year for the Cowboys if they decide to hold off one more year, which it looks like they're going to at this point. Um, last but not least, a position that got filled today, um, the Tennessee Titans had their introductory press conference with Brian Callahan. He he preached having a collaborative approach to building this team, talking about working together, not just working Alongside one another, uh, when it comes to building the team with Rand Carthon, so some really good things that came out of that press conference. I, I I'm really excited about the history Brian Callahan ha, ha, Brian Callahan has had with other quarterbacks, with Peyton Manning, with Matt Stafford, with Joe Burrow, most recently in Cincinnati, and also I mean I think that Brian Callahan just he has a passion for football. You could tell during the introductory, introductory press conference that I mean he he got emotional several times during this press conference. Talking about his dad, talking about the way um, he should be proud of him. You know, that he's probably proud of him for being a head coach in this position when he's been a head coach in the past, too. Um, just, he just seems like he's a very passionate guy, a very down to earth guy. I think that's something that we needed here in Tennessee, and a guy that also has an offensive mindset, which I've talked about for a long time on the show, that we just needed more offense in Tennessee. And I think Brian Callahan's going to bring that here. And um, it's going to be really exciting to see what happens with the Titans moving forward. They said the run game is still going to be a, a factor in Tennessee. That's something that they, they've they've built themselves on over the past you know decade or so when it comes to the Titans. Where we always have a solid run game. He said he's going to continue doing that. So that might bode well for those guys that want Derrick Henry to come back potentially. We'll see how that goes in the offseason. season. Um, but again, I think uh, Cowboys are a team to look at for Derrick Henry. I think potentially the Ravens. I know that he went on busting with the boys. Last week, I believe it was talked about. There was potential that he was traded this year, um, and there were two teams in the AFC that were bidding for his services. And it sounded like he was—it was on the goal line, and they stopped him on the one <laughs> before it, a deal actually got made. So um, I think Derrick Henry—he's probably leaning more towards leaving because of the philosophy of the Titans. It seems like they're getting away from that bell cow running back. And with the way Derrick Henry operates, it might not be the best fit for this organization moving forward, but I could still see him being an impactful player um, in Brian Callahan's offense, especially how they run Joe Mixon in Cincinnati. I think that that would be a beneficial uh, position for Derrick Henry here in Tennessee, but he wants to win a Super Bowl, And you know what? I can't doubt him for that. I can't blame him for that. I think that it's uh, something that if he wants to go somewhere, win a, ch- uh, a championship before he retires, I think, you know, Good on you. Kudos to you. I think that um, you deserve it at this point. So we'll see how that goes in the offseason. But again, um, I'm very impressed by him. If you haven't seen the press conference yet, go to Tizzy Titans on Twitter. They also have it on their website as well. Just watch the first part of it, uh, the first monologue he had, the speech he had at the very beginning. uh, Very eye-opening, very illuminating. And it sounded like he wants to be here in Tennessee. After the first interview he had with the Titans, he told... Um, he was saying that, look, I want to be there. I, I want to call, even if they don't want me, I want to call and offer my services and say, yes, I want to be the head coach here. Um, he was very passionate about that. So it's it's really cool to see a coach of his caliber wanting to come to a, a city, come to a team like this. Um, I'm really excited to see what happens in the future. Alex Hanley chiming in. He is a Titans fan as well. Presser Presser has me feeling encouraged, and I think it should. I really think it should. I think he said the right things to fans. I think he said the right things to the organization and the press, too. Uh, I didn't really see Paul Kaharski asking too many hard-hitting questions today. So I think a lot of the questions he would have had were answered by Brian Callahan, which is something to note as well. So uh, kudos to to Brian for answering those questions before they were even asked. But, yeah, I, I think that uh, the future is bright in Tennessee. Uh, I, I think that's the big thing. And uh, he is definitely leaning into the collaboration that Rand Carthon and Amy Adams Strunk were looking for in this head coaching search. Which I'm, I'm pretty excited about. So um, that's going to be awesome to see. Awesome to see him build that team in the offseason. And having the most cap space in the league. And also having a high draft pick. And having a future star in Will Levis. I think that's those are three huge f- factors in this team being successful moving forward. And potentially even being sc- successful next year. So... Um, another team that got their coach, I think that's it. Actually, no, we didn't talk about the Chargers. Nope. Chargers actually made that official last night. Jim Harbaugh is leaving the Michigan Wolverines and is going to be a Charger now, leading the charge with Justin Herbert moving forward to see if Los Angeles can become the IT team in Los Angeles over the Los Angeles Rams.
1: Yeah, and also one of the one of the teams, too, that could be in the Derrick Henry scoop is the chargers because we've seen jim harbaugh what they what he likes to run on his offense he likes to pound he likes to pound the ball he likes to, that running game going well especially this past year with with blake Corum. so i wouldn't be surprised if we do see them get drafted as well as trying to bring in derrick henry-esque player that can be that bell cow so but yeah it's jim harbaugh we knew he was going somewhere it's finally official where he's, that he's going to la a team where he was it started his nfl career as well so yep. he was a quarterback of them so Again, I, think first,
0: I think he's the first I think he's the first coach too, or one of the one of the one of the only coaches to have coached and played for his college team and his pro team.
1: Yeah. So I mean it's that's crazy. Great. Especially too trying to bring a trying to trying to one up his brother if his brother gets another Super Bowl this this year. So yeah. I think that will be that'll be a good thing too. And especially too with them both being now in the AFC won't they won't have a meeting in the Super Bowl again. True. True.
0: And it is interesting though to see how successful he's been in college and in the pros. He's taken his team in the pros to the Super Bowl, lost to the Baltimore Ravens, obviously in the Harba- Harba- Harbaugh Bowl. That was odd to say. um or the Blackout
1: Bowl, if you want to call it that. Because...
0: Blackout Bowl, too. Beyonce Bowl is what people call it as well, um, because that was the Beyonce Super Bowl performance. But uh, also, he was successful with Michigan, too, taking the to national championship this year. So he's already wound up his brother in that regard, going to college and in the NFL and taking their te- his team's um to the championship game but alex has a question too or not a question but more of a statement i'm curious how this collaboration will go with rand being given basically full control of the titans uh, player personnel he became the executive vice president and gm of the titans giving him full control of personnel when it comes to the players uh pro and and college essentially um i think it'll be interesting i, I think that with Amy Adam Strunk talking about, if you haven't heard this too, Burke Nyhill actually had an interview on Ramon, Kayla, and Will on 104.5 The Zone here in Nashville this morning. And just listening to how the interview shifted from an interview to a discussion, more of a collaboration of how they were going to build this team moving forward, I think that was something that kind of piqued my interest as well, listening to that Listening to how everything panned out the way it did, um, th- it gives me more. It, g- it gives me less um, skepticism when it comes to collaboration. After listening to Burke Hill. so if you haven't heard that, Alex, go listen to that. I think it's on their podcast on one of four point five the Zone. Um, it was a great interview. I think that it shed some light on the process of the the coaching search as well, and um, they just really, really liked Brian Callahan from the first interview they had. So um, definitely give that a listen as well. Um, but, yeah, I think those are the only hires. So the Chargers, Panthers, Falcons, and Titans are pretty much shored up at this point. New hires. Um, and then we have the Commanders and Seahawks. Or they're, or they're still looking for their head coach, and it probably won't happen until after this weekend's slate of games. So uh, This weekend
1: or the Super Bowl. Or the on Super Bowl, depending on Ben Johnson.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, there you go. That's the coaching carousel recap for you. Now let's go over to the divisional round recap. We'll hit on these pretty quickly as well because we will be having Alex Peeper joining us in about 15 minutes or so to discuss the Peeper's picks for the conference championship weekend and also talking about his record for this season. Um, Spoiler alert, he's still around 500 for the whole year. Um, But again, he went 500 this past weekend too. So I guess it's better than getting, you know, 10% or zero. You know, I think that's, that's a good thing. So We'll talk to him and see if he can give us two winners coming into conference championship weekend. Um, divisional recap. going to go talk, 500 again. Uh, yeah. One and one most likely, but uh, I'm not even going to say it because I was going to give you a spoiler for the the picks because I already know them, but I'll have Alex talk about them in just a little bit. Uh, divisional round recap. Texans at Ravens. We expected this one to be a close one. It was in the first half and then it turned into a blowout in the second half. Ravens winning 34 to 10 against the Texans, Lamar Jackson passing for 150 yards, rushing for a hundred yards and four total touchdowns on the game.
1: I mean, I think this year has proven to be uh, to almost everybody that Lamar is one of the star quarterbacks of the league. I think a lot of people look at his 2019 season. And it's like, it seemed like he was a little bit inflated because of how well he did. But I think the past year is just that I I don't want to say it's injury not injury prone, but injury, bad luck sort of going through it. And I think he's also changed his running style a lot. He runs a lot more. You look at it in a few years past, he runs a lot sort of head first style. Like I'm trying to get all my speed. Now he runs a lot more standing up where he's able to sort of move around a lot and be a lot more sort of evasive on his feet, even though he was very evasive before, but now he's even more about it. And I think also having an actual good wide receiver core around him is very, is Always couldn't, especially when you could get Mark Andrews back this week against the Kansas City Chiefs. Like It's going to be a rough game on Sunday.
0: Yeah, the big thing is, I mean, Isaiah Likely has been playing well. I've, I talked about him last yeah. week, too. He's been playing really well in, in Mark Andrews' place. So at this point, I wouldn't rush him back. There's not really a oh, reason no. to rush Mark Andrews back. I think that more so if they do win this weekend, having him available for the championship weekend uh, for the Super Bowl, I think that's going to be more beneficial for them instead of trying to rush him back this week. But yes, I mean, yeah. having him back in the fold is going to do a lot for this team. I mean, he was the one of the number one targets for uh one number two, one, number one or number two targets for Lamar Jackson going into the playoffs. So um, yeah, that'd be huge for them. But on the opposite side of the ball, you look at CJ Stroud and the Texans, they made it to the divisional round. I mean, rookie year, rookie head coach, rookie quarterback. I, They did a great job. I mean, for for what they put together this season and how bad the AFC South was, I mean, I was expecting them to have a showing in the wild card, but then probably lose in the wild card. But they proved everybody wrong. They won in the wild card, went to the divisional round, made it a game in the first half, but just couldn't keep up with the Ravens in the second half. Couldn't put something together in the second half to put points on the board to compete
1: yeah they really couldn't and also too in that first half as well that defense for the Texans was very good they only allowed that punt return touchdown so it's just one special team's mistake that they really gave up a touchdown on and then all of a sudden the second half Lamar just exploded and the Texans just couldn't keep up but I mean that's gonna happen when you have a very young core in CJ Stroud, Will Anderson Jr. as well as uh, Derek Stingley who's only in his second year so you have a very young cores so you're just gonna try to get more experience so I think that is looking good for the, for basically every single team that lost this year, this week, except for one. I think they're all being like, Hey, we aren't supposed to be here. We'll, we'll take it for granted. We can just keep on trying to build in this."
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's going to be, uh, they were playing with house money. I think you said that last week, they're playing with house yeah. money at this point, playing up against the number one seed Ravens. They didn't really have, they didn't weren't really looked at as a team that could take the Ravens down, but, they got experience. They see what they are up against moving forward in the division, in the I mean, in the conference, rather. Um, so they, they know what to expect next time they get to this position, and they know what to expect from the Ravens. So um, they'll try to do some things in the offseason, get some better players in the draft, and see if they can come back stronger than ever. Um, but, again, kudos to the Texans. Kudos to C.J. Stroud. And, uh, I mean, you know, DeMarco Ryans. D'Amico De, Ryans. Um, great job great job there in Houston. I think it's going to be really cool to see what happens in AFC South moving forward with a bunch of talented quarterbacks and some pretty good play callers as well. Um nice. another game, Niners and Packers. Yes. I mean
1: what I mean can you really could basically say about take this that whole, you could basically take that whole monologue and just say the Packers instead of the instead of the Texans a few times. Like we weren't supposed to be in this game. We're the we're the first seven seed to ever win a playoff game. Like, we sort of prove that the 7th seed should exist. I think it's still sort of up in the air if it should or shouldn't. But I think we're the first team where it's like, yeah, like, they should have been in the playoffs. This well, it was, was, a, it was a
0: small sample size, too. I mean, a yeah, few years a that we've had the 7th seed, so, you know, it was bound to happen eventually. But it happened pretty yeah.
1: early, actually, in my opinion. Yeah, it really didn't, especially, too. I think a lot of Packer fans were... <laughs> were pained by this because it is the 49ers and they've been sort of the boogeyman for the past decade, decade and a half. So it's like you face the Cowboys who was, I think I talked, I don't know if I talked to you about this or I talked to somebody else about this, but you beat the Cowboys week one or in the card round, which was, that was Brett Favre's kryptonite in the nineties, which is when they were very, very good in winning super bowls. And then, Aaron Rodgers' kryptonite was the San Francisco 49ers and you faced them the following week. If we would have beaten them, that would have been two monkeys off your backs immediately where it's like, hey, we have a special talent now. And it's like, if we would have lost in a championship game, I think a lot of people would have been like, that's, I don't care right now. But I think just us losing to the 49ers, it had a lot of st- stunk on it. And especially too, I I'd, I'd did some notes on this game, surprisingly, for a YouTube video that I did. Do you want to know our time of possession? In the first half compared to the second half. Not um, times, but like dry, drive length, I should say. Drive, like average drive length? So I, I have each drive length written down right here. Okay. In the first half, we got the ball first. Seven minutes and 38 seconds, we, we end off with a field goal. That was our opening drive, and we got a field goal with it. Not okay. bad. Okay, I wish we got some point, more points. Four minutes, 39 seconds, Uh, no points because that fourth, that fourth down quarterback shove, which... The rest of this game were terrible. That's were. another old conversation for a different day. Four minutes, 33 seconds, field goal, three seconds. We just kneeled it down, and got to halftime. Second half, 401 touchdown, 216 touchdown. Both of those were were helped by a big pass interference in that first one. And then the Keyshawn Nixon, oh my God, what just happened moment, which if you were in my house when you heard that, I think you would have hurt, felt thought like somebody died and then came back to life because I was terrified. And then minute 41 interception, minute 34 punt, three minutes 19 miss field goal and 30 thirty seconds interception. We did not have a drive that lasted longer than four minutes in 30 seconds, like we did in the first half, which yes, you do have one interception, but also you can't you gotta have that long sustained drive and just be able to keep it going. And we just weren't able to do it and we went away from the run, and it's just it seems like it's always the same stuff, just a different day. But I think this year I think a lot of people are had have better outcomes of it because of how young this team is and because of how much more we can learn with it. And it's not Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers of another off season of will he, won't we come back and everything like that.
0: That'll be good. I think having that discussion off the table now, not having to worry about, I mean at last year at this time we were hearing all these rumblings about where's Aaron Rodgers going to go. And then we heard the podcast was on pardon my take uh, not part of my take. He was on the Pat McAfee show talking about, yeah, I want to go to the Jets. And the Jets, uh, the Green Bay Packers are dragging their feet with the contract and blah, blah, blah. It, it just, it was a mess last off season. Yeah. And having that out of the locker room, having that out of the media so you guys can focus on football heading into 24-25. 20, um, I think that's going to be beneficial for the team moving forward. Especially this young young of a team not hearing their names in the media every other
1: minute um like the jets will this year so yeah exactly not to mention as well like the biggest thing we just need to work on is our defense and now with our defense corner going down that's a brand new scheme that couldn't come in we need to put some more defensive help out there which i feel bad saying because you look at the amount of defensive draft picks that we've used that just haven't been able to hit or haven't been able to really do anything it's just rough but i feel like this is the one year where it's like i'm actually looking forward to us drafting a safety and a linebacker and getting some more defensive help. I think the only position that we don't need help at right now, obviously, other than, like, quarterback, receiver, and, like, the offensive side of the ball, is that defensive line. I love our defensive line. I love the rotation we have. Kenny Clark is still... Kenny Clark's been in the league for almost 10 years now. He's only 28. Like, dude's just... Dude doesn't age, and he's been playing out of his mind. I can't wait for next season where we actually have a good scheme and he can get to the get to the rusher a lot more. The only thing I still worry about is that run defense, and I feel like we still need that that good running run stopping defensive tackle. But I mean, like if we're able to just find one in our in our sort of depths with like Carl Brooks or uh, Devontae Wyatt, if one of them can step up that way, I think that'll be amazing. Especially with Isaiah McDuffie as well stepping up into that sort of leadership role with quit with uh devondre campbell getting injured as well as quite walker getting injured here and there i think our linebacker corps are good it's just that it just sucks that campbell just fell off a cliff completely with his production
0: a big question mark too in green bay is jair alexander he posted a yes. post on instagram talking about thank you for the past such and however many years eight years i think he said or something along those lines um However long he's All been right. with, the, with the Packers, he said, thank you for this many years, um, you know, Pack fans, you're always whatever. What, what's happening there? Sounds like it's kind of like the end of the road for Jair after what happened, wow. like the captain thing coming out in the middle of the field, getting suspended for a game because of that. And it just seemed like there was a, a lot going on in the background that most people didn't know about with Jair Alexander.
1: Yeah, I think it's a lot of just like background stuff. Obviously, Green Bay, nothing goes out really unless you're Aaron Rodgers. Nothing, everything stays in house. So I wouldn't be surprised if there is some stuff going on with Jair and he does get traded. I think he has one year left on his deal, so I wouldn't be surprised if we do see him go somewhere else. I don't want him to go anywhere else because of how good he is as a, as a, as a corner. As like we saw it the few, past few times where, as long if he's mirroring your best receiver, he can lock him down completely. Like he will give up a few yards and he will give up a few big plays, but he can lock down defenders. He's locked. He's a very he's, he can lock down receivers and he's a very good player at that. So I hope he doesn't go, but I wouldn't be surprised if we do see him traded because of just the. I don't want to say the way he acts, but it's the way he acts. He acts like he runs runs everything, and it's it's funny when you're not. It's funny when you're looking at it, just as like, oh, this is funny. Like I love him, everything like that. Like I remember the. Miami game last year, uh when he intercepted uh Tua Tagovailoa like two times and had that game ceiling interception. Like you watch that press conference, like is this is is this really how Jair is every single time, where he's just making noises and just having fun with it? And it's like yeah, he is, but he's just a Packer. The Packer sort of higher ups wanted it to be a lot more mature, and I feel like Jair just isn't that yet. He's I don't want to say immature, but he's definitely just like he's out there having fun. He's not the highest of maturity player that we have. Yeah, Alex Hanley says
0: make Jair a Titan. I wouldn't mind that. I don't know what kind of terms we have to agree upon when it comes to a trade, but I I would definitely not mind having a guy like Jair with the Titans. You know who we
1: take? We'll we'll sign and trade for Derrick Henry. Uh, well, Derrick's not a free agent anyway. So, yeah, you sign them and then we trade them over. Well, like NBA,
0: NBA sign and trade. There we go. We'll see. Um, Wesley says, Jay Alexander to Indy. What's up,
1: fellas? How are you, Wesley? Um, Ooh, that, honestly, I like that. I like to him, Indy. I like him in Indy. I like that. I think I think I like that fit. And it's, and I don't mind Indy as long as he doesn't go to like the Chiefs. I don't. I think that's the only team in the AFC that I really don't care for. I think I like Indy the most out of all of them. I think that would be a really good fit for that team though, especially with uh, Jonathan Taylor being there. That's another player that I can root for. Like I think I think that would be the I think that would probably be the best fit for him. Hmm. We can
0: give you uh Christian McC Christian Fulton if you want him. We can just do a trade. Christian Fulton, we'll sign him, we'll do a sign and trade as well. Christian Fulton one more year, trade him over to the Packers. You guys just send us Jair You know, both fresh starts for both corners. I think that would probably be something that would be beneficial for both teams. Um, Alex says, I'd take him over Sean Murphy Bunting, is actually who he's referring to, which I would take him over Christian (laughs) Fulton. I mean, I think Sean's a good two. I think he's a good two. I think they just need to be healthy in the cornerback room. And I think that if uh, Farley can come in and Farley can produce, Caleb Farley, uh, with this new defensive scheme we'll probably be having, I think that would be beneficial. I, I've heard rumblings that the the defensive back coach for the Ravens has a defensive coordinator interview for the Titans coming up soon. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's happening this weekend or if it's happening after this weekend, but um, it looks like that might be the case. And Wesley says, I like Tyler, Tyler the
1: most out of you two. J.K. Dillon. Thanks, Wesley. I appreciate that. Um, hey, I mean, what can I say? I we, You have one of my star running backs in Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. I got I to gotta follow my guy. Quentin Nelson is very fun to watch. Quentin Nelson's fun. When he's not, I, I think he was injured this year. He just had a down year this year. He wasn't as good as he was, but I, I don't know. And you have Gardner Minshew. How, how can you complain about Gardner?
0: Well, we'll see if he actually stays there in Indianapolis. Wesley, do you think, he's, do you think that he's going to be staying in Indianapolis? Because he's a free agent, I believe.
1: Yeah, he's a free agent. I don't think he's going to stay. I, I don't think, think so he, either. I think a lot of people are sort of pointing him to Denver. Granted, that is just probably just Brandon Pernas saying, "Hey, I want I want him in Denver because I think he fit the best there." But I mean, I, I could see was, him
0: also going to Seattle potentially, just because, yeah, Geno's there. But whoever your new head coach is going to be, do you want to have Geno Smith as your starting quarterback, or was I, or was Pete Carroll the Geno Smith whisperer and made him look better than
1: he actually was? That was uh that was the. New head coach of the Tampa Bay, or not Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of the Carolina Panthers. That's who the Geno Whisperer was. Mm, true, true. A lot of people get a lot of people give him the credit for it. I also wouldn't be surprised too because I believe the, the Seahawks got Luke Getzey as their offensive coordinator. I think they just did a basically like a flip flop with them. So and I know a lot of people are talking about maybe Justin Fields getting traded to either Atlanta or Seattle, and I wouldn't be surprised if we do see him go to Seattle because of that connection with luke and the connection with jsn and a few other players from ohio state
0: i'm actually surprised they're doing that having these new coordinators and stuff without having a head coach yet
1: i want to make sure i'm not crazy because i know i could have sworn i saw it but
0: Hmm. that'd be interesting though i mean several names gonna be brought up when it comes to chicago obviously chicago's gonna probably go with caleb uh, caleb uh caleb williams in the draft this year yeah most likely. Actually, never mind it. It looks like that there that he has not agreed to anything. But you can take Mr. Finger Paint. I don't want him here.
1: Mr. Finger Paint?
0: Yeah. He has like fingernail polish. Have you seen that? When he has like Oh, Caleb Williams? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He's just he's he's a nutcase to me. Um West says I would take him again, but if not, I would like to see the Colts bring Jacoby Brissett back as backup. He actually did pretty well in, in the Colts organization as well. He isn't elite, but I feel like he could definitely be serviceable. I think the Colts gave him up I gave up on him too quickly. I think Shane Steichen would actually appreciate a quarterback with experience like Jacoby. I think Jacoby liked Indianapolis too, when
1: he was there. Um, that's wasn't, not a bad fit. Wasn't Jacoby Brissett on the Colts with, with Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni. Cause that's how the, the shove got started, right? The QB sneak. Cause Sirianni was on the Colts with Frank Reich. And then he got hired to do the Eagles job. And now Shane Steichen's back in Indianapolis. Maybe so. I know that was the Philip Rivers year when Rivers was in Indy for some reason.
0: Was Jacoby still there with Philip Rivers too?
1: Yeah, yeah, he was there with sure. Phil, with Philip Rivers.
0: Dang, Jacoby was there with actually several seasons, I believe, in in Indianapolis. Yeah, because
1: he, yeah, he got traded from a uh, from New England Washington. To, uh, well, he was with Washington too for a little while as well. He's in watch. He was with Washington. Now this was his first year with him. Uh, so he got traded from New England to Indy and then he got in the These journeyman
0: quarterbacks, win. it's so hard to keep their history in line. Like it's Yeah, um he's been he's been everywhere it seems like. Um quite a career so far. He's 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 becoming a new Ryan Fitzpatrick essentially.
1: Yeah. Yeah, essentially. And not like Josh Dobbs who just fell off the face of the earth after a very bad game in Minnesota.
0: No kidding. Like he he is nowhere to be found at this point. Um We'll see where he lands too, but yeah, uh, I think that Jacoby would be a good a good backup there in Indy if they um, if they lose out on um, Gardner Minshew again if they don't decide to bring him back. I think Jacoby would be a steady hand back there, helping Anthony Richardson too. I think that'd be nice. Um, all right, let's talk about the next game then that happened this past weekend. Bucks and Lions faced off in Detroit electric atmosphere once again for Detroit and it's going to be even more electric this weekend for contract. I'm, I'm sorry, not in Detroit, but it's going to be, uh, electric in for California. Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a huge game for the lions. 31, 23 second win, second playoff win in 30 plus years, which, uh, that's, that's awesome to say. And both of them happened in the same season. So kudos to them. Jared Goff, um, played really really well he's played really well all this season really to be honest with you and um i I know people are gonna be talking about ben johnson saying that he's been one of the main guys and that's one of the main reasons why he's been so successful but uh 30 of 43 287 yards passing two touchdowns zero interceptions zero mistakes as well in this game which was huge for them and uh the bucks just weren't able to keep up they they tried at the very end of the game to come back they scored a touchdown when they were down by 14 decided to go for two points and at the end of the day the two-point conversion failed and they were down by eight and they just never were able to get a second touchdown so um yeah all the analytics going into it saying that you go go for two in that position I know there are people who have been out there saying you go for one you know just in case you know whatever you can at least tie the game at the end of the game but I don't know. I don't know what I would have done as the head coach there. I I think that I I probably would have just gone for one as well, just to be sure that I was going to be able to get another touchdown and just tie it at least go to overtime. Because at that point, if you're scoring two touchdowns, you obviously have the momentum going into overtime. But uh, yeah, I mean, am I upset? They went for two. Not really. I understand it. The Titans went for two against the dolphins and it worked. And they were able to win the game that way. So I, I get it. I get it. But um yeah, that's that's always a tough, a tough way to go in that in situation. Um Jordan Gaith said gonna be a good game. Lions need to keep pressure on Purdy. Get him off his spot. Yeah. That's the big thing for Purdy. Get him off his spot because he's a very um I wouldn't say mechanical quarterback, but he he's he's very he's a rhythm quarterback. He has to be in a yeah, rhythm. He-
1: yeah, we saw, it, we saw it as well against the Packers, where he got knocked out of a rhythm. Obviously, it was very, very rainy, and the weather wasn't perfect, which is going to be perfect in Santa Clara this weekend. It's going to be 62 degrees and sunny, whereas here it's 30, and and I can't see 15 feet in front of me, but <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that another day. But yeah, I think the best thing for the Lions is they just got to worry about that defensive back core. Debo might be out, so if he is out, I think the Lions will will be, will have a big side release. Hopefully, he's okay. Obviously, you don't want to see a player get injured, but that was sort of the best thing that the Packers could happen is with Debo going out. I think that sort of that that shifted the momentum in their way, and they just couldn't collapse on it. But if you're the Lions, you just need to make sure that Jared Goff has a mistake free game. If he has an interception or two, then he's just going to be all scrambled. So I feel like both these both Purdy and Jared Goff are both. They need to be in a rhythm, and if that rhythm gets shaken just a little bit, then you could see the whole thing come tumbling down. But I feel like Jared Goff is a lot more destabilized than Purdy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Terry Pace is jumping in the conversation saying, go Detroit. Listen, on the NFC side of things, I'm gonna be cheering for Detroit as well. I think Detroit's a great story. They they put together a really good team. I went into the season saying they were gonna be a wild card team and they decided to win the division instead. Um, just a, a great feel good story in Detroit and we'll see how they can, how, if they can continue that, that, uh, Cinderella story this weekend in the conference championship against the Niners. It'll be very fascinating to watch that game. Uh, for sure. Wesley also says, Minnesota may want to look at Minshew or Brissett. Okay. Moving on. Uh, you know, the funny thing is with, with Minnesota, I was thinking about this the other day and somebody had mentioned that, you know, that they should, they should keep Kirk cousins and just thinking about the, the quarterbacks they have there and Jaron Hall, um and Josh Dobbs. I mean, I think those are the only two quarterbacks Nick that were Mullins. left. Right? Oh, Nick Mullins, too. Of those three quarterbacks, you put Kirk Cousins in the conversation, too. You already have Kirk Cousins on the, uh, under contract right now. He's a free agent going into the offseason. But why not just bring him back at this point? I mean, you have Justin yeah. Jefferson already saying, I, I want Kirk Cousins, just, you know, wherever Kirk Cousins goes, it sounds like he would want to go. So just might as well just keep him for at least a year or two. I mean, he still has the arm to do it. He's still putting up really good numbers. I mean, it was unfortunate that he got injured the way he did with the Achilles. But I think that Minnesota should really just bring him back at this point because there's not a quarterback on their roster that can actually move forward. And if there is a, a quarterback on their roster they want to move forward with in Jaron Hall especially, keep him as the backup. Let him develop under Kirk Cousins for another year. See what you got in him. If you feel like he's not going to be the guy, you have quarterbacks to either pick from in the draft this year or next year. Just uh, I, I, would, I would keep the Kirk Cousins – train there in Minnesota park it there for at least a year or two
1: yeah I wouldn't be surprised if we do see them draft like a J.J. McCarthy in like the second or third round and keep Kirk Cousins on maybe like a hometown flyer Jaron Hall is not that good Nick Mullins is not that good J- J- uh, Josh Dobbs is probably gone this year Alex says Nick, Nick Mullins is... to the top
0: <laughs> I mean
1: it's Southern Miss that's the reason why he's saying to the oh, top he, there. he was better than Jaron Hall but Jaron Hall had like five Passes against us, yeah, and five yards. Like, no, not a very good showing. Like, <laughs> no, it was not a very good showing, and I think that I think everybody's starting to prove it. But I think again, if you're able to get Kirk Cousins on that hometown discount, maybe like a maybe like a one year, two year deal, just maybe like honestly, I wouldn't be surprised we do see a one on one with a team option. Just do that and say like, hey sorry, you weren't that good this year. We're going to we're gonna stop you, get some more film out there, especially off that Achilles injury. I know that's one of the biggest things. I think Kirk Cousins was on a podcast or something to talk about it, being like, yeah, I feel I'm sort of scared because he tore his, AC, he tore his Achilles coming into a contract, going in a contract year as well. So now you got to show these teams like, yeah, I'm running, I'm doing all this stuff, and it's like, whereas with Minnesota, like, hey, like I want to be back. Like, Give me some more tape as well so it's like I can prove myself a bit where it's like, hey, I could be a backup. I could be a serviceable team for some of these teams that maybe need a quarterback next year, where the uh, quarterback draft class isn't too strong. I think it could be very, very good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think that again, Kirk Cousins stay there in Minnesota for at least one more year, get more tape out there and uh, show teams. You can still do it. So that'd be something good for him. Um, Before we get to this next topic, I do want to bring in our next guest because he is waiting in the green room patiently. He's rocking a, Nebraska Nebraska Huskers hat this evening. Um, none other than the one, the only, Alex Pieper. And Pieper's picks this evening we will discuss in just a moment. But before we get to that, Alex, I want to talk to you about the Chiefs game this past weekend against the Bills. Uh, let me get uh, our friend Tyler here as well. One second, Tyler. Um, but, Alex, what happened with the Chiefs this weekend with the Bills? Tell us, how did Patrick Mahomes overtake the bills for another time in the playoffs where I think Josh Allen is like one in three against Patrick Mahomes in the, in the postseason, yeah. or something along those lines.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Pat's Josh's da- or Pat is Josh's daddy. That's it. Pat's That's it. Josh's daddy. Um, you know, I, I just think it was quintessential playoff chiefs. They were able to perform on all cylinders. Travis Kelsey had two touchdown passes. That hasn't been a thing. Um, and he had one in the dolphins game too. That hasn't been a thing that hasn't been a thing all season. In law so just having that performance out of Kelsey Rashid Rice putting up numbers in Pacheco doing playoff things as well um, having Pacheco go over a 100 yards I think he I think he went over a 100 yards. Um, Ninety-seven. Playing he had 97 okay, right rushing yards. Do you he, he have,
0: have over 100 all-purpose yards? Oh, I think he had over 100 yards. all-purpose okay.
2: yards. I
1: think he had like 20-plus receiving yards, but 97 rushing yards. That's the only thing I know. Yeah. I took stats on it. That's huge.
2: Just that – Hey, I think taking that bet next next game, too, might be solid, too. Um, yeah. But I think just the ground and pound football, having him really perform the last couple of weeks, he hasn't really been – He's been fine all season long, but I think everything that was expected out of the chiefs this season in the regular season that hadn't happened, happened last game, I think. Um, and, you know, also to the, the bill's defense was banged up that I, there's hardly any pressures on um, Patrick Mahomes. He had a lot of time in the pocket. It's going to be a very different game against the Ravens. So, um, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about that, but yeah, I just think overall the chiefs, you know, they put a lot of pressure on Josh Allen. I think they put Josh Allen in containment. Well, I don't know how many hours or how many uh, yards he had. I think he still put up probably at least 40 yards. I'm not sure. He might have hit
1: rushing. Yeah. Or oh, I have the stats right here because I took this down. So do you want to know how? So Josh Allen was the leading rusher for Buffalo as well. Seven uh, rushes or 12 rushes, 72 yards and two touchdowns rushing, and 178 oh yards passing, 176 yards passing with one touchdown. James Cook had 60 yards. Wow, I,
2: I would think he's Lamar Jackson if I'm just looking at the stats. Yeah, oh no kidding. Gosh. I mean, no he, kidding. Had
1: the, he did have those two very, very long, like 50 yard, 50 plus yards runs. It basically hit team. right. Play. But yeah, yeah, like I don't think this loss is on Josh Allen. I think it's more on just they had four linebackers suited up completely for this game. Like you, and they got injured too during that. the game. Yeah, AJ and, Klein and- got injured, so that's down. That's down another one already.
2: And Stephon Diggs missed a wide, not a wide open catch, but I mean, it, the ball went right through his hand.
0: Stephon Diggs was very, uh, very bad in this game. Three catches for 21 yards total in this game, which that's something that uh, earlier in the season, he was playing really well, getting 100-yard games left and right. He, he yeah. looked like A.J. Brown did in the Philadelphia Eagles or, uh, offense for the first few weeks as well. But then he just fell off a cliff, uh, a cliff towards the end of the season, only getting 21 yards in the championship in the, in the divisional round. I mean, that's something that your, your star wide receiver should be making plays in that game to get you the conference championship. And it just didn't happen for Josh Allen. He had to carry the ball too much and it it wound up turning into a missed field goal by the, by the bills that would have made it go to overtime. (laughs) In the end of the day, Tyler Bass actually deleted his Instagram account for how many messages he was getting on social media. He also was getting death threats, by in the mail. Yeah. I mean, he was he was going through it. Um, I mean.
2: It was a shit kick. Yeah, I mean, you watch that kick, and I mean, well, was and also no, the, it wind like was, the wind was the wind
0: blowing. was also pretty bad too. But, uh, it was, it was, but
2: the wind wasn't blowing thirty miles to the three miles per hour to the east <laughs> or True. whatever direction they were kicking. NFL memes actually I, put I,
0: out I actually put out like a, a flight tracker, and it said the Buffalo Bills going to Cancun, so it's coming down from Buffalo to Cancun, but the plane went wide right. It was hysterical. If you haven't seen it yet, you need to go on social media and look uh, at that. Um, I love
2: all the I, I love. I love that. It's so funny. Uh,
0: Wesley.
1: Oh, sorry. Got some comments
0: real quick. Wesley says go Ravens, but ultimately go NFC, preferably Detroit. Alex said Josh Allen has been in the playoffs the last four years and is 0-3 against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs during the playoffs. And Wesley Burton says AJ Brown to Indy as well because there's some tension there in Philadelphia with AJ Brown. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I don't think he'll go to Indy, though. Um, But I think you you guys already have good wide receivers there in, in Indianapolis. You have Michael Pittman Jr., you have Alec Pierce. You have you have some guys there, so don't worry about it. I don't
1: think you have to worry about A.J. Brown going there. Um, Yeah. What were you going to say, Tyler? Oh, I was just going to say I'm glad that Tyler – I don't want to say I'm glad that Tyler Bass missed that kick, but that sort of took the pressure off of the Packers with Anders Carlson missing his kick. Who? no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. So, we did sign a camp leg, but I wouldn't be surprised if I, – I feel bad saying this because he is a rookie. We drafted him this year, but – I wouldn't be surprised if he's not on the Packers next season with having a career about 75, 76% field goal percentage in college. So yeah, not the best.
0: Um, So there you have it. Those are the number, those are the games from the divisional round. Now we're going to the conference championship weekend. Alex is joining us for Peeper's picks, but before we get there, we got to talk about his performance this past weekend with his picks and lo and behold, he had 500 once again, um missed out Every on the first week. two but then the last two he hit so now he has 25 of 24 on the season and he is up four units if you've been following a ho- along at home so uh congrats to that yeah. if you have if you made some money for us you know with us
2: i was sitting in i was sitting watching the game and i saw that the ravens were up 10 to 3 and all of a sudden i get out of the shower and i'm like 10 to 10 what just happened so fast? I took a fast shower. It was a fast shower. And I'm like, how did they score so fast? And then I saw it was a punt return. I'm like, oh my gosh, come on. That was what's gonna ruin my first half spread. A freaking punt return? Come on. I hope the I hope the Chiefs do two punt returns. Jeez.
0: We'll see how it goes Ugh, this weekend. Man. Um Alex Hanley also says Tyler Bass didn't miss 14 other kicks this season. I mean he-
1: yeah, that's what Anders Carlson did, but
0: can't ever just have this one. You curve. have to have ice in your veins as a kicker, especially in the playoffs.
1: You have to. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Or we'll be killed Carlson by the Bills mafia. Lisa Moeller.
0: Yeah. Welcome to the show. She says, "Let's go, Niners."
1: I mean, this no, will be the I want to tr- this uh, this Detroitans is what the to the, the, to the, boogeyman.
0: the third or fourth time they went to the conference championship in five years.
1: Yes. But they're the boogeyman, so Detroit needs to kill the boogeyman. And Detroit needs to win the Super Bowl so we can all laugh at Minnesota. They're the boogeyman. What do you want me to say? They're the Packers boogeyman. They can't beat them.
0: It'll be interesting to see how it goes this weekend. Um, But before we discuss it further, we're going to get to Alex's picks for conference championship weekend. Alex, the microphone is
2: yours. Uh, Do you have the – oh, perfect. Yeah, so I am am going against the Kansas City Chiefs this week. Wow. Um, I – I, I the reason is because the script says otherwise. Mm. I should have just gone with Ravens money line. Um, I did want to throw that out there as an option too, to like parlay. And it's truly just the Super Bowl trophy icon parlay, right? That's what it is. It's the Super Bowl trophy icon parlay, right? You go with the colors that the script has been designated for since since whenever that trophy came out, you know. Yep. Which is Ravens and Niners. I think. That is one of the most common bets right now on Hard Rock Bet. They they publish their um, right now where are the most common bets, and that is one of the most common bets. But anyway, yeah. So first first game, ASA Championship, Ravens Chiefs. I I think it, it's all going to come down to Lamar and his ability to scramble. I think Steve Spagnuolo will put a lot of pressure on um, on
1: um, on Lamar. Lamar. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, they're yeah, they're going to have to put a spy on him. I think that's what's going to be the problem. So there's going to be a lot of um, you know we can't do any zone coverage, anything like we do in the the secondary where we're rotating um corners and trying to just catch them off guard there's gonna be none of that it's gonna be up to ultimately um legeria sneed and corners to just you know stick back and have solid coverage and you know, I, I think Lamar's if it's Lamar's year, and like I said last week, like Lamar was doing business he did business against the Texans, I think he'll do the same thing against the Chiefs. The only thing I can say about the Chiefs is as long as if, if Patrick Mahomes and the team continue to have a good game, they protect him in the pocket, he can throw all day long. I think I think the Chiefs would win. But I just don't know the Ravens this will be the toughest defense the Ra- the Chiefs have played all season long. Uh, I think so it's it's gonna be tough for sure. before it's we also get gonna be not like this really.
0: Yeah, before we get to the other game, I just wanted to ask you a question. Uh, there was a stat on Patrick Mahomes' stats against the spread. Um, I believe 8-0. that in the playoffs it was like eight and one or nine and one against the spread. 8 and one.
2: There it is. Eight zero and one. There it is. Yeah.
0: So I mean, that, yeah. that that's that's something. Again, it's the playoffs. I know. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's very. I mean, it's interesting that you're picking against him this weekend. Of all people, I would have thought that, well, you would have figured out, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey looked good last weekend. I, yeah. Isaiah Pacheco is going in there. He's playing really well, too. Patrick Mahomes looks like Patrick Mahomes. His wide receivers are actually catching balls. MVS actually catch, caught several passes last week that yeah. he would not have caught earlier in the season. So, I mean, oh. the, the, the players are yeah. making plays at the right time going into this game. Yeah. So you just think that the defense on the Raven side of the ball is going to be the, the difference maker in this game.
2: Yeah. And I think Lamar, Lamar and his ability to scramble. If he, if most teams can't contain him, he hasn't been able to be contained all, all season, even by the Niners front, like they couldn't contain him. He ran all over them. I just don't think that, I, and I don't The Ravens haven't been sloppy. I know that the chiefs are the number two scoring defense in the league. Ravens are number one. I just don't think that there's any turnovers, uh, you know, I, I just don't think that the defense is going to get the points that they have been able to in the past couple of games. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be close. I hope it's close, but um, yeah, I, I, you know, I will say I, I put down Ravens minus three here, you know, I'll probably be dialing up a chief's money line on this. Oh, absolutely. I probably Absolutely. Yeah. Yep.
0: Having some juice. I, on I will
2: be. Yep. Yeah, there'll be some juice on that yeah, all right let's sure. move on to the next game for after sure.
0: and then we'll talk about analysis of both okay. games afterwards
2: okay sounds good yeah so um you know i think i was watching the i was watching the lions game lions look good towards the very end of the game um i don't feel too comfortable in this pick i think the niners will win the game i don't know if they'll win it by by six i i think if purdy goes off which i think he will since he did not last week i think since the, the weather's gonna be so much nicer as long as Debo plays, which I don't know what the status is of Debo. If he, is he playing? Is he it's not playing? It's
0: very questionable.
2: Okay. Okay. I think if he plays, it obviously changes the spread. I don't think he'll get it at six. I bet they'll bump it up to at least seven and a half, maybe maybe eight or nine. Um, but, you know, this is one of the – I think the Niners are just going to take it. I don't think Jared Goff is consistent enough. I know he he's a dome – everyone says they're a dome team but it's, it's gonna be like 60 degrees in Santa Clara. So the weather's gonna be fine. I don't think that's gonna be a factor, but I just think Jared, Jared Goff already put the Rams in their place, told those bitches that they're not his bitch. And then he did that already. He already he, he took them to the NFC Championship or he took them there. I just don't think they're gonna win. Um, and I think they'll cover, I don't think they'll cover the spread either. I think the Niners will. So yeah, not a lot of sound rationale in that game. I think CNMC or uh, Christian McCaffrey will be fine. Keep running the ball. Um, Yeah, I just don't want to watch Purdy do all these um, freaking quick passes the entire game. I want him to fucking throw the ball fifty plus yards. I'm not watching a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy doing all these quick outs for twenty yards. Well, like
0: if Debo's on the field, that's going to happen.
2: Well, I I guess you're right. I mean, if Debo's on the field, it's going to it's it's
0: it's all about your wide receiver making a play yards after the catch. In that organization and that, that play scan. So uh, that play scheme. So I mean, Brock Purdy kind of like what Jordan was saying earlier in the show, as long as the lions put pressure on Brock Purdy and make it to where he is uncomfortable in this game, that's going to be the big reason why the lions win. if they do. Um, Aiden Hutchinson will have to have a huge game for them to win. I think that's going to be the case as well. I think because the Niners are going to put up points, And as long as the Lions keep up and the defense of the Lions can make a play or two in this game, then I think it could possibly be the changing of the tide to make it to where the momentum is on their side and they actually win this game. But it's going to be a very fascinating game to watch. Um, And we'll just have to see how it goes. Alex says, Purdy has the longest yards per attempt in the NFL, but keep listening to Reddit, Alex.
2: He has what? The longest what? I can't yards read the... per
0: attempt. Is that air yards per attempt?
2: Yeah, how many of those get completed, though?
0: That's the thing. I mean, if it, if it's air yards per attempt, then that shows you that he actually throws the ball down the field. But if it's just yeah. yards per attempt because the running back or the wide receiver runs it for 20-plus yards, then
2: the yards, I mean, that, that's, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's going to be the difference there. <laughs> um,
2: but anyway, take the Niners. I, I think they are going to win. I, I I'm pretty sure that they will. You're I think pretty Jared Goff sure? might break his finger. I think Jared Goff might break his finger. Why do you think that? I just think Jared Goff's a little bit of a bitch, but that's just me.
0: <laughs> I mean, I like me. Jared Goff. Don't you think it's a feel-good story though? Him coming back. After getting traded from the Rams, going to the Detroit Lions, kind of just getting thrown into the recycling bin because they thought that he wasn't going to be a good quarterback to take them to the Super Bowl. But then now he's right there in the championship for the conference with Dan Campbell being the head coach for the Lions, potentially going to the Super Bowl. I mean, I can see
2: those big nuts in the Super Bowl. I could see those big nuts in the Super Bowl. The wheelbarrow will be
0: very, very large. Uh, heading into the Super yeah. Bowl if they're yeah. able to win this game
2: he's gonna need two wheelbarrows one for the left one for the right <laughs> yeah, one
0: for left one for right
2: well, maybe this is gonna be big absolutely
0: yeah. um let's go back then Chiefs Ravens Tyler what do you think about this
1: game Who do you think is gonna win I want the Ravens to win I don't want to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl again I think the Ravens are just a buzzsaw right now I think we saw it last week they Obviously, had a very slow first half and then second half. Lamar Jackson was just able to put on a clinic. I think they should be able to beat them. Only thing that worries me a little bit is if Travis Kelsey sort of returns to form like we've been seeing him, especially last week versus Buffalo. That's the only thing that worries me. But then again, Roquan Smith has been having a career year. The linebackers, Patrick Queen, has been having a great year. Seems like everybody everybody in the Ravens are just sort of peaking at the right time, and I think this is the best way to do it. But I think... That's why I think the Chiefs or the Ravens will win, but I think it's gonna be a I hope it's gonna be a good game, but I hope it's also a slaughter because I don't want I don't like the Chiefs anymore. Oh man. Um Is
2: that a Ravens jersey?
1: Yeah, it is. Ed Reed.
2: Ed Reed. Uh,
1: I got it when cool. I got it a few years ago when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, which I went to go see. So That's cool. Oh nice. That's cool. Um That's cool.
0: Chiefs, Ravens. The, the big thing here is <laughs> The big thing here, experience for me. That's the big thing here for me, is experience. The Ravens have not gotten to this position in a while. The last time they were it was the Harbaugh Bowl, when Jim Harbaugh was still the coach in the 49ers, which that's been a while, people, since the Beyonce Bowl. Um, So now you have the Ravens being led by Lamar Jackson, first time this has happened for him in his career as well, going up against a team that, last week proved that they can do it on the road they proved that they could go into buffalo in one of the most hostile environments in the league and beat a team that was getting hot that was hot towards the end of the season the chiefs are getting hot right now which is the perfect time for them to get hot so i'm going to go against both of you i think the chiefs are going to go in there and win because i think the chiefs first of all the script is written the script is out there That the league probably wants the Chiefs to go more than Lamar. Lamar's already gotten his MVP season, which some people speculate that he shouldn't have the MVP this year because he hasn't been the best player on the field. I mean, CMC probably has something to say about that. You also have. um, Who else is on there? I'm I'm looking at the list here. Don't say
2: Brock Purdy. I wasn't going to say
0: Brock Purdy. Um, Josh Allen, too, which. eh, Dak Prescott. eh, I mean. CMC to me is, is the guy. Most valuable player this season has been CMC for the yeah, we saw him when he
1: got injured, too. The 49ers team, the 49ers offense just crumbled. When yeah. he got injured. Like that three weeks that he, yeah. was, he wasn't playing 100%, like that offense just crumbled. But when he's on the field, they're,
0: they're just unstoppable. Yeah. And so yeah. you look at CMC, you look at this award for NFL honors, and it's just a quarterback award now. It is. They should have an MVP quarterback and an MVP everybody else. That's what they should do. But obviously, they're not going to do that. Um, I still think it's a quarterback position uh, award. Anyway, so Lamar's got an MVP already. Lamar's already had his accolades. He's shown Baltimore, you know, hey, you pay me all this money. I can get you here to the conference championship. I think they'll, they'll, I think that Mike McDonald, having in the back of his mind, he might lose out on a coaching position. If he keeps going forward to the Super Bowl, I think there are some question marks there on the on the defensive staff of people potentially getting positions elsewhere from the Baltimore Ravens going into next year. So they don't want to delay that any further. I think there might just be some lingering lingering doubt in the back of their minds that you know, hey, if we keep going, we might have to you know lose out on a position that we want instead of staying here with Baltimore. I don't know. I don't know. I just have a feeling that the Chiefs are going to do it. Chiefs are going to win. Uh, I just have a feeling. Just have a feeling. Even though I would I would like to see the Ravens win, even though Lamar we've we've talked about. I I still feel as though if he gets injured, it's that, that team's done. The team's over with. Um but he hasn't gotten injured this year. This year he's been healthy. So it'd be good for him to at least get there and and avoid a an injury-ridden year. But um Patrick Travis or she Isaiah. Kadarius, Tony. Kadarius, Tony. Well, not Kadarius. Kadarius has been a non-factor because he's been injured. He was better with him out last week. Yeah. Uh, MVS, too. Showing up, making plays. I mean, they're just turning on at the right moment, in my opinion. So, I think that they're going to go against them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Second game, Lions and
1: Niners. Tyler? I want the Lions to win. I I want them to beat the boogeyman. And then I want them to win the Super Bowl, so we can go. We can all laugh at the Vikings for making it four times and not being able to win a Super Bowl ring, whereas the Bears have won one, and the Lions would win one, and then we've won three. So that's what I gotta say about that. That'd be very sad for the Minnesota
0: Vikings if that occurred. Um, yes. Feel good story would be the Lions. Niners have a chip on their shoulder because they weren't able to do it last year. Once Brock Purdy went down with an injury. They weren't able to do anything because of his injury. Uh, they, they put him out there for a little while, tried to see if he could throw the ball. Couldn't throw the ball. Um, came back with a vengeance this year, and he's been healthy this year. Uh, at Niners, that's gonna be tough for the Lions. If it was in Detroit, I think the Cinderella story would continue. I've bet against the Lions. I bet against the Lions last week too. I, I know. Did I? No, I didn't. I don't think I did. I think. I, I, I think I, you might have. Did I? I think you might have. I'm looking again. I don't, I don't need remember. to look at that. I need to review the tapes. I think I would have gone against Peter's pick. We gotta we
1: gotta look at our. I don't stats think I did the season. I don't anyways. think I did.
0: I think I just talked about how the Lions. It was one more year. I think earlier in the playoffs, I think I was saying they just need one more year and then they can get there. I think it was Wild Card Weekend is when I was doubting them. But I mean, last week I think the the I think I picked them last week against Tampa Bay. Um, but yeah, I I, I don't. It's a great story to say that they made it to the conference championship game. If they if they lose in the conference championship game, then you know what? It's kind of like the Texans. It's kind of like the Packers. Hey, you know you can get there. Just come back next year, be better, and, and you know try to make it there again. Um, I, I'll go Niners. I'll go Niners in this one. Chiefs and Niners.
2: You got to pick the Super Bowl colors. Oh, well.
1: Chiefs versus Niners,
2: yeah, I think. I mean, it would be, would be I best. like that pick. I like that.
1: That'd be interesting. Hey, What do you get when you mix red and okay. red and blue? You get purple. You get so. purple.
0: You get purple. So that would be Detroit Lions.
1: Yep.
0: Mm. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, again, uh, I'm very intrigued by the matchups this weekend. I think they're going to be close. I don't think we're going to have blowouts like we have the first two rounds. So, um, strap in. Strap in. And also uh, tag him and bag him, as as Alex people would say, with his peeper. tag fix. him
2: and bag him. and take the two leg pun- take the two leg money line parlay,
0: money take line the two leg said.
2: money line, okay. line parlay.
0: So Ravens yeah, Niners, Ravens
2: and Niners to take that. Yeah, I think that's a safe one. You got to go with the NFL script. However, did you recently hear about the the um, referee change going to be at the game? The uh, with the Chiefs, the Chiefs game.
0: Chiefs yes, I did.
2: Yeah, how he favors. He favors away teams. He gives 60% of his flag penalties to the home team. We like that. We like that a lot. I think that's good. Um, so we'll see how that goes, you know? Yeah. We'll see.
0: Do you think a situation like the uh, Saints game from a few years ago where they didn't get the flag on the pass interference is going to occur in this game?
2: Um, If it has to, yes. <laughs> if it has to.
0: Roger Goodell yeah, going you down know what's to the gonna... field saying, throw, throw the flag or don't throw the flag, you know?
1: There's Zay Flowers or Travis yeah. well, Kelsey is gonna get their head ripped off, and one of them's gonna get a flag, and one of them isn't. Hmm? God, will there I be a fight violence. in one of these games this weekend? Oh yes, Detroit versus San Francisco, easily. I can see that. You're saying you're saying a you're saying an yeah, MCDC a team isn't gonna get chippy, especially with Kirby Joseph on their team. Yeah. Joseph is going to try to take a kneecap out again. Yeah. Well, especially
0: so. if the Lions are winning in this game this weekend, the the Niners are definitely going to go for blood. Definitely going to go for blood. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, I could see the other way around. I could see if the Lions are losing, they might go for blood. I mean, I could see MCBC getting heated quick. Yeah, I mean, this is if you think about it, this is the last game of the season for them. So I, I could see fights breaking out on the sideline
0: lose. of San Francisco if the Lions are winning. Oh yeah, that's what I could see. Yeah. Not necessarily physical, but just heated arguments on the sideline.
1: Yeah. I can see MCDC headbutting Trent Williams. <laughs> just yeah. like how yeah. Trent Williams threw Jonathan Owens 30 feet, even though Jonathan Owens definitely just flopped over.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, it was bad.
1: I love that. I love that photo because it's just it's just a dumb video of Jonathan Owens talking smack like he always does. Trent Williams getting annoyed, yeah. shoving him, him flopping, and the ref just couldn't get the flag out of his pocket and it just fell over. Yeah, Ripped it out. Yeah.
2: That was funny.
0: Lawrence Tatum chiming in saying, I'm not an HVVC. Can anyone decide for that? HVAC? Oh, the Chiefs going to bust their ass. but I think it'll be a good game. Okay. So he thinks the Chiefs are going to win.
2: I hope they don't. They I don't know what they're going to bust HD. their ass and they're going to lose.
0: No, I think they're going to, I think he means the Ravens. He's going to, they're going to bust the Ravens ass. I think Lawrence, correct me if I'm wrong, Lawrence, but I think that's what you're referring to. It's going to be a good game. That's going to be a good game. I think so. I think it'll be a, a closer game than what we've seen with the Ravens recently. So again, yeah. The Chiefs showed last week, and they can win on the road in the playoffs. A true road game in the playoffs, they can win.
2: You know, that that talk to me is, it's irrelevant. If Patrick Mahomes can win two Super Bowls, there isn't that much of an away threat anyway. That's how I see it, at least. A team that can perform well in the Super Bowl, I don't think there's an away threat. I don't think that's a, a fact. I think that was a storyline just
0: because it, it was the first time it had happened last week. Yeah. That's the reason why it was a storyline.
2: right. They're going to play at MNT Bank Stadium. And there's not I don't really know if there's much of a I don't know. I don't know if it's if it gets that loud there. What's the decibel? Someone give me the decibels. I mean I would, me say, de- decibels. I would say I would say it's it. sort
1: of I'll similar, similar to Oakland when the Raiders still played in Oakland. I think that's sort of similar when to sort of do it as like a as like a team in your in your division. I'd say that's sort of the similar concept of it, but I think yeah, I think you guys are too used to yeah, it to yeah. be like to call it a an away team difficult sort of thing, like the only thing that really yeah. is like the biggest thing with it is like actual like Jerry Jones having the windows where they face the away posing side, uh my Hard Rock Cafe having the yeah. away team in the heat stuff like that. I think that's like really in like the, the way yeah. you worry about it.
0: I have to say this: Patrick Holmes was physical. earlier earlier yeah. in the season. He was yeah. on the Manning cast talking to Pey- Peyton and Eli. He did say. The only two road venues he had ever forced that had ever forced him to use a silent count was Seattle and Baltimore,
2: and it's the playoffs. And He said suit. that before he played. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and it's the playoffs as well. Yeah, well, so,
2: well, we've got freaking um, oh, what's his face, um, the most penalized offensive lineman in the league. Uh, oh, Jawan Jennings, Jawan Taylor. <laughs> He'll get penalized four or five times, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. If it's that loud.
1: He's going to get two. He's okay. going to get three. No, he's, he's getting it penalized.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's so bad. I don't even. Oh, my God. No, you're going to start.
0: But, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that's Peeper's picks for you. It'll be a good you. game. I'm yes. excited. I think it's going to be. Both of them are going to be good games, I think. Um, then we'll see how the Super Bowl Super Bowl goes. So, I have Chiefs, Niners, Super Bowl. Tyler has Lions, Ravens. Ravens Super Bowl. And you have Ravens Niners. Niners. Yeah, Niners. The script. Yeah. The script.
1: The script. Interesting.
0: Well, tag <laughs> them back. It's going to be them.
1: two red teams again. I'm going to be annoyed. Well, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I I, I still think Chiefs and Chiefs Niners.
1: Dr. disrespect's going to be on the I sideline like for the Super Bowl. Did you see that they're having that they're having oh, an God. in-game in game DJ for the Super Bowl? No. Really? Yes. They're Where's having an, an be? in-game That's DJ sick. for the Super Bowl. I don't remember seeing it, but I'm j i sent it to my group chat and be like, why do we I feel like they're trying to make it more of an a like I get obviously the Super Bowl's not it's but I feel like it's more of like a
0: It's more of a corporate event.
1: Out. Yeah, then it is, like, a football game, yeah. which I hate saying. But it, it seemed like it was, like, an NBA game, where it's, yeah. like, they have, like, their in-game DJ playing music all the time. And it's just, like... People are sitting on, like,
0: court side with, like, their $100 bills fanning each other and yeah, stuff, It's exactly. just all these rich yeah. people that are... It's
2: Vegas, though. I think I because think it's Vegas. And they Maybe, have... Yeah. I think they're... A, and it's equipped with, like... Um, I know that the stadium has, like, a venue where... I mean, I know most do, I guess. I guess they're not too unique, but... You know, whenever I'm watching a Vegas game, they always show the, like they just peek into the sideline. Oh the yeah, that bar right like there, Little Wayne. Or, yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't or be surprised Lil if Little John's, John's
0: gonna be there, but mm-hmm. because Little John has done stuff with the Vegas Golden Knights in the past, especially when, the, when they went to the Stanley Cup. So I wouldn't be surprised like Little John's there because he's a huge Vegas Vegas guy as well. Um, might seem to some other people from yeah. Vegas out there too. Um, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, also, it'll be interesting to see uh, with Peeper's Picks next week or two weeks from now when we also have these um, prop bets on different, you know, like the the Gatorade color and... Um, how long is the national anthem going to be and things like that. I think that'll be fun to do next, next time. So we'll, we'll put together a list. It might not necessarily be peepers picks like the, the peepers picks that we're used to, but we'll kind of put together some and see if we can put together some, uh, good prop bets to put together like that.
2: Well,
0: yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks Alex, once again for, uh, joining us for peepers picks. Um, and we'll see you in two weeks for the Super
2: Bowl. Sounds good. See you later. Have a good night. Go Chiefs.
0: Go Chiefs. Go Huskers as well. Alex Peeper there for Peeper's Picks once again on Out of Bounds, Dylan James, right here on JDF Media. Tyler, before we head out for the evening, any final thoughts on the games this weekend or anything else that might be on your
1: mind? No. I just really hope that it's two good games and not both blowouts, which I feel like could also happen. Especially with how good all these offenses are. I think each one of them can be a buzzsaw at the right moment. And I think we've seen that so far throughout the season. The only team that I feel like hasn't really shown it is the Chiefs. But then again, we know that we know how proficient that offense can be. So you're just hoping it's two good games and not just one blowout and one that's somewhat competitive. I also don't understand why they're so close together. Cause one's at three Eastern time and one's at six thirty. I figured it would be like one at three. And one at 7 30 maybe i mean like, maybe, maybe even seven
0: seems like they could kind of overlap if it's only three and a half hours in between unless the script is telling them otherwise
1: but typically a
0: game could last more than three and a half
1: hours yeah and especially to after you if you want to do the uh the trophy ceremony as well that normally lasts like 30 minutes to 45 minutes then it's like oh, cool, they got the trophy. You can either switch it over to the pregame show for the other one or go to that one as well, which even if you do go to the pregame show, they'll probably be showing it a bit. Yep. So it's like I don't get why they just don't do it like 30 minutes later at 7 o'clock. But. Mm. Oh, well. Um, thanks again, everybody, for watching this evening.
0: Thanks for chiming in in the comments. We loved the conversation there. So next time, be sure to do that again. We'd love to get your comments there. We'll have another show next week on Thursday to preview the Super Bowl and talk more about... The other coaching hires, which we might hear about those. We might not. We'll see how that goes. and Talk about all the other latest headlines in the NFL. But if you haven't done so, subscribe to us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Twitch, on Kick, on YouTube. And uh, thanks again for watching this week, guys. This is Out of Bounds Dylan James right here on JDF Media. We'll see you next time.